Hi, this is Emer Quinn. Have you ever heard of the Eurovision Song Contest? Well, I'm a winner of Eurovision and I'm going to talk about following your dream on Follow Your Dream podcast with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 192 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guest today is Georgia Fumanti, a number one best-selling classical crossover artist. What does that mean? Well, it means that Georgia has accomplished something quite remarkable. She has successfully straddled and conquered two different musical worlds, classical and non-classical, from Pavarotti to Michael Bolton, from Puccini to Leonard Cohen. We'll talk about all of this. And in the middle of this episode, as I do with all my musical guests, Georgia and I are going to do a song fest where I've asked her to pick out a handful of songs that she likes, and we're going to play them and talk about them, and you'll get the backstory. and nobody else does this in podcasts. And you know that in every episode, I feature one of my songs underneath the introduction and then at the end, and I try to make the song relevant somehow to my guest or the subject matter. Well, coming up with a featured song for this episode was really quite a challenge for me. But I finally decided on a song that I wrote called Tessa, which I wrote for my granddaughter. Why? Well, for me, it's a kind of crossover song. It's not rock, it's not jazz, but it's got elements of both. And most of all, it's a gentle, heartfelt love song. So I thought it fit. So, Georgia Fumanti, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Thank you so much. And your introduction was so beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on. You know, you are in these two different worlds, and I'm fascinated by this, classical and non-classical. How did that evolve? What happened to you? Yes, ah, because my path was different. I discovered my voice in a late and age, I was 16 years old. Uh, I didn't want to be a singer before. I just said that my first encounter with music was with my grandmother, that she was used to sing for me every time I was scared or I had a nightmare. And I was in hospital in a very young age and she came to take care of me and her way to make me sleep was to sing for me. So to sing was just like this lullaby and this, this medicine to feel better. So I grew up and I was a very shy girl. I wanted to be a social worker. I wanted to be a lawyer to help children. And then I joined the choir of my town in Italy um, when I was 16, not because I had a voice, but just because it was a service. And that night I discovered that I had this classical voice Uh, hide inside of me so it took me by a big surprise and my family too were not too supportive because they were so afraid of this profession 
that's why I studied law and I did many other things. And finally, music took me away. And that's why I love to cross genres and boundaries because I respect all kinds of music and all artists that play from their heart. And I like to play with my voice that has the range of a pop singer, but also of a classical singer. So that's why I, I feel so free in this genre. Good for you. Do you find, though, that people try to push you into one genre or the other, that they want to make you either into a classical singer or a non-classical singer? That has happened with me as well, because I love the idea that you're in multi-genres. Just like I'm in rock and jazz and a little bit of Latin, but everybody keeps pushing me. You got to choose. Which one do you want to be in? Do you find yeah. that that happens to you as well? Definitely, especially in the beginning. I needed to be always something different or more opera or, or more pop. And I just wanted to be myself. And so it took me many years of uh, struggling and door closed and... Uh, affirming myself and just trying to respect my nature before everybody else could respect it. So it was, like, it was a journey, like an inner journey to, to love yourself and to appreciate yourself. And I believe everybody of us is so unique and so special. And we just need to respect ourselves and be ourselves instead of being like others or what society think is good or is a winner. Well, you're right. And it has worked for you because you have succeeded at such a high level. And I want to ask you, what is it like? I mean, you've, you've sung with people like Pavarotti and with Michael Bolton and uh, Jose Carreras. What was it like? It was, uh, was a beautiful gift. They were beautiful gifts that uh, Push me to go forward and to feel more confident about myself was in the beginning of many of them was in the beginning of my career where I still needed really to feel more confident and to be near such a, a big stars like them push me to give my best and to to learn even more than what I was already doing and definitely I also learn things that um, in my personal life, uh, watching big stars, but some of them, they didn't have a very balanced personal life. And sometimes they taught me also that this is what, or what I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> learn in good ways and also in another ways, like this is, I don't want that <laughs> because it's such a, a world that can be so beautiful, but also so challenging. And I wanted to have a, a rooted life. And today I am a mom of four kids, two adopted and two biological. And I think, uh, you know, I'm very proud of that aspect of my life. There's nothing that will keep you more grounded than being a parent. And in your case, four kids. Or, yes, it was a long journey. But it was one of my dreams too, because I had two adopt two biological children. And then I was pulled through adoption. I was also so afraid. And the, the path is so difficult. But finally, today I have four kids from 20 months up to 13 years old. And I feel very complete like a mother. And all this reflects 
definitely in my voice and in my heart and in my singing. But it was, it was a, a path full of uh, obstacle, and uh, but I'm glad I did it. So I'm wondering, are your kids impressed with you as a singer or do they just think of you as mom? Uh, it's funny because they see me on stage and I bring them on stage with me when I can. But then they see the mom every day. So I think they see like two, two, two part of me, the mom, uh, very simple at home, and then the singer on stage. But I have three girls and the little one is a boy. And also they play with me with beautiful dresses and we pretend to be all princesses. And <laughs> it's fun. It's a, a very privileged time with me for me to bring my girls and to have them this memory, to be in front of an audience and to, to feel the love there is on stage. Good for you. That's a wonderful thing to express. And I know you've, you've sung with such a variety of, I guess, entities. You've sung at the Shanghai World Expo, the Beijing Olympics, the Shanghai Special Olympics, and then you also did the National Hockey League All-Star Game. Yes. Yes, I I had a very long... I started my career uh, late. I was 26 years old when I left Italy. But then everything happened uh, together. And uh, I traveled the world and I sang in all the continents and I took many planes. And uh, I had the honor to, to sing in front of so many different audiences from so many different countries. And I sang in different languages from Chinese to Indian to uh, Spanish and Italian and French and English. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that uh, music gave me. You're a true Renaissance woman. You know, the other side of it is I, I was looking at the list of symphonies that you've played with, the London Royal Philharmonic, the Beijing Symphony, the Seoul Philharmonic. And then I also saw that you were in the Macy's Holiday Parade. Again, the yin and yang, if you will, of your career. It's so interesting. Yes, and I love it because life is like this and I I love to sing in front of uh, uh, 50 people in a fireplace, in a secret fire outside <laughs> and also in an arena full of uh, 30,000 people. I, I think life is that and I don't want to be a slave of uh, my ego that, of course, for an artist is never enough. You always want more. And uh, I don't want to be a slave of that. I just want to be blessed with the fact that I live of my passion. And I'm very fortunate to work of, in something that is not a work for me. It's just my love, my passion. So I feel very fortunate. I wish everybody could see your face because you have this beautiful smile and this light that comes from you. And you can just tell from listening to you that you really are a very satisfied and happy woman. And I congratulate you for that. Thank you, Robert. I, I, I walked the path like all of us. I had challenges. I lost four pregnancies that broke my heart. But then now I have four kids that they arrive differently, one in adoption in China and one a baby in foster family that is still with us. So I, I pass through difficult times, but I always, I always want 
the light in the end of the tunnel. I always believe that there is that light. So despite the challenges of life and our journey, I always search for a happy ending. It's a necessity for me. Good for you. And I think that that happiness and that joy comes out in your music. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller. You're listening to my new single, The Fall of Winter, a collaboration with legendary rocker Jim Peterick from the Ides of March and formerly with Survivor and featuring renowned guitarist Elliot Randall of Steely Dan fame and keyboard player Tony Carey. The reviewers have called the fall of winter a triumph and flexes real rock muscles. The track is available now for streaming on Spotify, Apple, and all the other streaming platforms, and also for download at the pgsstore.com. And you must check out the lyric video of the song on YouTube. The show notes have all the links. Thanks for listening and keep on rocking. And I'd like to now go to that middle portion of our interview that I call a song fest. And we've got four different songs of yours, tracks, I'll call them, because they're not all songs. The first one that we're playing underneath my voice right now is Now We Are Free, which I understand was the theme song from the movie Gladiator. And it's the first single from your new album, Mystic. Am I correct? Yes, perfect. Okay, so tell us about that one. It's a wonderful, wonderful music, and uh, it's an in, in an imaginary language, so it's a universal language for me. No English, no French, no Italian, so there is no distinction. It's a, in an imaginary language that everybody understands and not understand. Let me interrupt for a second. I am so happy that you said that because I was listening to the song <laughs> and saying, I don't know what language she's singing here. I was going to ask you about it. So I'm glad you mentioned it's an imaginary language. Yes, and I find it, it's so, it's many, I sang already other songs in that kind of style. And I love it because put all of us, no matter which country and languages, no division at all. It's just one universal language. And it's such a, grandiose song and uh, uplift me a lot and so i i love to sing movie from uh, music from movie and uh, i love to, to to do this you see how good she is as a singer ladies and gentlemen she doesn't even need a real language in order to get it across that's so wonderful 
Okay, let's go to the second one. This again goes to the other side of your personality. This is your rendition of Leonard Cohen's great classic, Hallelujah. It goes like this the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing. I love, I love, I love this song. Leon Cohen was from Montreal, so it's a song that uh, was written here where now I live. And I, I recorded with a children and adult choir um, from a dear friend of mine, her name is Denege, the conductor. And uh, you hear all these voices with me singing Alleluia. And uh, we did a video we recorded in the forest here behind my house and there are all these children. So I, I really love this, uh, this, this song and our version. Stefano Galante, my producer, did an amazing arrangement and uh, I love it. <laughs> and the video has become very popular. I think you've got over a million and a half views at this point. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> And Leonard Cohen, of course, is such a classic artist. And it was so nice for me to hear that you had recorded this song because it's one of the great classics. And it works so well. Okay, again, it's that yin and yang, if you will, of your career that I like so much. Let's go to the third song. This one is called The Prayer. Tell us about this one. Ah, the Prayer, it's a wonderful song written by David Foster for uh, uh, the original was from uh, Andrea Bocelli and Celine Dion. And in this version, I do it to the female and the male part. And the lyrics are in Italian and in English. So it's a universal prayer beyond the religions talking about uh, love and guidance uh, i often sing this song in my concert and it's a very positive uplifting song i would agree with that now the first three songs that we've just been hearing they kind of go together if you will in terms of their sound the fourth one was a little bit different okay and i'm not going to pronounce it correctly because i'm not italian spente la stella Am I close? Very close. Spente le stelle. Okay. And this one's got kind of a backbeat to it. It's more of a pop kind of thing. And again, it shows that other side of you. Now 
Tell us about this one. Yes, this one too. It's a very uplifting song that I normally end my concert with that. And there is a beautiful drum and rhythms. And it's very joyful. And it's in Italian. So it's definitely a language where I don't have any accent. It's my mother tongue language. So it's a song that I sing from the last years many, many times. So I'm very close to this song. So it's one of your greatest hits, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Okay, Georgia, tell us what's in the future for you. What are you going to do next? Oh, we are recording. We are promoting this album. That is my 12th album that I recorded in a time where all the world was in this, uh, you know, this last two years where everybody was in these fears and doubts and uncertainty. So we recorded this album because we wanted to do the best songs to uplift ourselves and our audience. And during the recording, I lost my father in Italy. And then uh, definitely I wanted to dedicate this album to him. So there are three songs totally dedicated to him and his spirit. And uh, right now we are promoting this album and we are already working on a new one. And many concerts are coming, finally uh, returning on stage. And uh, here in Canada, we have already 10 concerts until the end of the year. And then we will be in USA in February. So I, we are promoting it in England. I really looking forward to go back and to sing for my audience. Now that all the four kids are a little bit bigger, and uh, I'm really looking forward to finally concentrate in my music again and touch other people that still they don't know me. Well, the, the pandemic has been so difficult for so many people. And of course, for artists, no one was able to perform for such a long time. So it's nice when you have been able to get back on the stage and you've got all of these things set for yourself. That's wonderful. We have been talking here with Georgia Fumanti, who is maybe the world's greatest crossover classical artist. It's been fascinating to talk with you about the two sides of your career. I want to wish you the best of luck going forward. And I thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, Georgia. And now we're going to listen again to the song that started out underneath the introduction. It's my song called Tessa. And I want to thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you so much, Robert. Your interview was so beautiful. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com.
Feel my.